Informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, happy snow day. Boys and girls, um, I'm sure it isn't that one of the worst uh, nightmares parents can have is that they've spent, you know, however many weeks, uh, a couple weeks, maybe 10 days with the kiddos home. And just when you think that the light at the end of the tunnel has shown uh, and you get them back to school, boom. A snow day. So anyway, my uh, thoughts and prayers with parents out there of the kiddos having an extra day. But uh, anyway, it is 5.09, Monday, January 8th, and we will have a snow update uh, a little later in the show to uh, get you ready for the next morning. Uh, we'll bring uh, Chase Porter and Chris Lofgren in from the newsroom to uh, give us some updates on the weather and roads so you can plan accordingly. And, uh, but I am delighted. It is Monday to welcome onto the show as we ever do every Monday, although it's been a couple of weeks. Mr. Matthew Hansen, editor of Flatwater Free Press. Matthew, welcome aboard. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, gosh, it's been, we've had Mondays of holidays. So it's been a couple of weeks. How were your holidays? Uh, they were great. They were great. The, uh, um, and I really enjoy today, which mostly what I enjoy about uh, a snow day or quasi snow day, as it were, is the uh, the anger of people when it doesn't snow as much as was uh, you know forecast, and then the defensiveness of weathermen when <laughs> when people uh, get mad at them. Like what a wild uh, situation! Are people mad when it when it is supposed to snow eight inches and it only snows three. Yeah, because really, really amazing to me. Yeah, because they've planned. You know, they've gone to the store and stocked up, and uh, yeah, and now it's uh, yeah. I don't understand that psychology. I guess it's especially for the first big snow of the season, right? It's uh, people are looking forward to being snowed in. I guess. <laughs> I guess I, I prefer the fewer, the less snow yeah. option. Yeah, maybe that's just me. Well, the latest forecast I saw, we. May may not be done with this and that's why I'm, we're going to uh, update the listeners here a little later in the show but uh, yeah I think it's wrapping around and going to turn cold and uh, yeah they're still saying we may get a bunch of snow so anyway well hey you brought a special guest along today and I'm just delighted do you want to introduce her or should I? <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's a little weird if I introduce her. Well, right, let, me, Sarah? let me do this. Let me do this because, uh, 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 folks, if you Google um, power couples Omaha, Nebraska, here's what's going to pop up. It's going to pop up Sarah Baker Hansen and Matthew Hansen somewhere in there. So, anyway, Sarah Baker Hansen, welcome to your inaugural visit to the Dan Parsons Show. Thanks for having me, Dan. Absolutely. Well, let me do a proper uh, introduction. Uh, Sarah Baker Hansen launched her own food website uh, covering the food scene of her hometown, Omaha, Nebraska, uh, back in 2020. Uh, she works as the Director of Public and Media Relations at M-Space Lovegren in Omaha. And for eight years, I bet most of our listeners uh, know Sarah because of her eight years that uh, she was the food critic at the Omaha World Herald. So anyway, there you go. Proper introduction of Ms. Sarah Baker Hansen. But, uh, that was very official. <laughs> uh, but here's a question, Sarah, for you okay. uh, about the, the guy that you bunk with. Uh, he had mentioned <clears throat> in his uh, uh, newsletter, uh, the Flatwater Free Press newsletter on Friday, that he was under the weather. What's he like as a uh, sick uh, person? 
That's a mean opening question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is he just like, hey, Sarah, could you bring me another cup of that great uh, tea that you make? Or anyway. Yeah. I think he's he's pretty much the same as he always is. I, I I feel like I would be more offering to bring him a cup of coffee than he would be asking me, but that's just my turn. Yeah, yeah, well, anyway. I would, I would say I'm slightly grumpier. I'm grumpier than usual when I'm, uh, yeah. you know, when my back hurts or et cetera, et cetera. My back does hurt right now, by the way. But who isn't? Who isn't grumpier? That's right. Doggone it. Well, uh, from your brief description, uh, Matthew, in the uh, newsletter, I think I had the same version of that uh, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, because it sure seemed like it must be. I I felt like I was sick enough to have COVID, but I kept testing negative. So anyway. Matthew didn't mention that. I was sick, too. So we were actually both sick. Okay. Well, get it out of the way. So. We're both feeling better now. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Well, well, I joke, but uh, you two are uh, my favorite power couple in in Nebraska. So we've we've known each other for a few years, and I just appreciate. Uh, well, I get to talk to Matthew every Monday, and so. Uh, but Sarah, I've been suggesting that we all get together, and and the oh, the invitation is still open for the two of you to come down on a Friday, uh, so we can properly. Uh, uh, have an adult beverage together so i mean i think that sounds great yeah i'd love to do that yeah because every Friday, it's the uh, Friday Afternoon Club here on the show and uh, with uh, Chef Kevin Shin, as you know, Kevin. Oh, yeah. So, anyway. I haven't seen Kevin in a long time, but I always really enjoyed his food. Yeah. Well, he's reinvented himself, and he's doing this little uh, portico thing. Pop so, up. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. Anyway, open invitation for the Hansons to join us on the Friday Afternoon Club. But, uh, Matthew, before we kick you loose here after the first segment, uh, what else? And, and so I'm sorry for our listeners. Why is Sarah with us? Sarah is with us, uh, and we'll get to it after the break here. Uh, but Sarah has written uh, on, on Flatwater Free Press, and you can read it, uh, uh, flatwaterfreepress.org, uh, The House of Ba. And uh, as as Matthew wrote in his um, uh, his newsletter, he first learned of the House of Ba uh, at last year's Flatwater Free Press Festival because, uh, yeah, everybody was uh, lined up uh, at that uh, food truck. And uh, so anyway, you wrote a great piece, and it's uh, not only this wonderful story uh, about Jamil uh, cooking African cuisine uh, at weddings and pop-ups, but also a very uh, inspiring story of him helping uh, local immigrants. But anyway... So hang on, folks. After the break, we'll talk with Sarah about that. But, Matthew, what else is going on? It has been a couple weeks since we've talked. Uh, um, tell me what's going on at Flatwater. Yeah, we have, we have a lot of stuff going on. One thing I wanted to say about Sarah's story before I get off is the uh, one of the things I love about her stories and, and about good food stories in general is they're never about food. Yeah. Right? I mean, food is such a vehicle by which we understand our place and our world. And, you know, the story is a story about food, but it's also a story about uh, immigration and, and sort of how you um, kind of acclimate to uh, a new place. So I, that was one of the reasons that I, I really loved it. And I think all her stories that she does for uh, Flatwater tend to, to, to fall in that uh, idea that it's food and also life. The, the, um, uh, man, what do we have coming up? We have so much coming up. We uh, we have Sarah Gensler covering uh, legislative stuff for us. Well, you'll see stories about that. Soon. Oh, nice. We have, 
a really interesting story from Yinchi coming, Yinchi Shu coming about um, a program in Omaha tied to the Omaha Police Department, and it's tied to people who kind of a, a crew of helpers that I think nobody knows about um, that are, that are tied to to OPD. Um, yeah, we. I mean, God, I could go on. Yeah. I don't know how much time we have. Yeah, but yeah. Well, we're about. Um, we, yeah. Yeah, we're about uh, done here, Matthew. Well, I, that sounds great. <laughs> that sounds great. And, uh, uh, yeah, I've missed our chats uh, the last couple weeks, so great to have you back. Uh, anyway, folks, check out flatwaterfreepress.org, Nebraska's very first nonprofit newsroom. Matthew, thank you, my man. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Dan. Okay. Folks, hang on. We'll be back with Sarah Baker Hansen after these quick messages. Come on back. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Dan, welcome back to Snow Day on January 8th. I hope you're uh, enjoying your snow day the best that you can. Uh, we will have an update uh, on the weather and the roads uh, here after the news break. Chris Lofgren and Chase Moore will join me to there's still some snow coming. I don't think we're out of this yet. So stick around for that. Um, and let me tell you what's coming up on tomorrow's show. Uh, it is our monthly visit with Mayor Baird. So uh, delightful to, uh, to catch up with the mayor. And in the second half of the show tomorrow, Richard Moberly, uh, Dean of the University of Nebraska School of Law, for a little update on the Trump trials. Uh, it's been a couple weeks, and so there's plenty of stuff uh, going on uh, with the former president in his legal battles. So anyway, we'll get an update uh, uh, from Dean Moberly tomorrow. But anyway, welcome back, Sarah Baker Hansen on the phone line. Sarah, thanks for sticking around. Sure, no problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, Matthew points out that uh, uh, when you write uh, uh, food stories for Flatwater, uh, it's not just about the food. Uh, you do such a beautiful job of of, uh, of discovering uh, who's behind the food and their mission. And this is uh, this this really caught my eye. I've I've got a soft spot for uh, uh, for immigrants, and of course Lincoln is well known for years now of uh, the culture that's built up around uh, immigrants from all over the world and 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 uh, the food that's uh, the result of uh, of that uh, uh, influence from all over the world so anyway talk about this story that you wrote uh, about the house of ba and uh, the gentleman's name is jamil yeah jamil yeah, uh-huh. jamil yeah. ba yeah. yeah so like uh like matt Wynn, the the director of flatwater free press my first encounter with Jamil was also at the Flat Fest, <laughs> yes. and I was sort of late getting to food trucks. And uh, by the time I got out there, there was a line probably twenty five deep yeah. uh, to Jamil's food truck. So I was like, "Wow, who's this guy? And what is he doing?" So um, it actually turned into this really fascinating story about kind of like what Matthew said about food, of course, because Jamil is sort of uh, you know he's sort of a one man. Um, he has a one-man mission to introduce as many Nebraskans as he can to African cuisine. Hmm. Um, he grew up in Togo, West Africa. Okay. But then, so he started a, a catering company in 2015 called House of Ba. And like uh, the story kind of says, he does weddings, special events. He's done some pop-ups at food halls. And then periodically, like he did for Flatfest, he rents a food truck and he serves out of a food truck. And then in 2022... 
uh, he actually started a, a nonprofit arm of the business, so a foundation. Nice. And so far, he's helped more than 30 immigrants prepare for either a job in the food industry or to start their own food businesses. Um, and myself and a photographer, um, Josh Fu, spent an afternoon with uh, Jamil and his latest cohort of um, all women, actually, hmm. uh, in his sort of international um, cohort. He has one just focused on African immigrants and African food and okay. an international one. Um, so uh, 10 women from Syria, Jordan, Morocco, Benin, and Sudan. Huh. Uh, so they, they are basically, you know, they're learning um, kind of what a career in, in um, a commercial kitchen would look like. And it's pretty fascinating, you know, not only are they learning kind of um, how to cook sort of uh, all different types of, of African cuisine, hmm. many of them go to work for House of Ba. Um, one of them, at least, is now working in an Omaha restaurant. Wow. But it was pretty fascinating. Um, I think one thing that, that really does make these stories about so much more than food is that food is such a connector. Yes. So, you know, many of these women don't speak the same language. Like, you know, some of them speak Arabic, some of them speak French, some of them from <laughs> West Africa were speaking a, a West African language when we were there. But they're all standing around a table and somehow working together um, to learn how to cook. And, um, and Jamil is sort of, you know, their teacher. He answers all of their questions. Um, he has former graduates of the program who are there to translate. Um, so, there's this sort of this amazing connection that's happening in a in a truly kind of global way in this sort of basement kitchen in West Omaha. That's and, really uh, cool. And well, it was pretty incredible. That's really cool. We're visiting with Sarah Baker Hansen, and she's written a new piece for Flatwater Free Press. I encourage you to check it out, flatwaterfreepress.org. No paywall. They'll take your donations. They're a nonprofit, <laughs> but uh, no paywall. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's amazing, Sarah. Of uh, and so where? And, and I'm sorry, I've read your story, but I don't remember. That's okay. Uh, where do you say where this kitchen is located, or uh, is so, he? Jam yeah, Jamil has several community partners okay. that work with him on this. So this day, they are actually um, well. Sometimes they cook on the Metro Community College sure. um, Culinary sure. Campus. And then um, this day they were actually in a commercial kitchen that's on the lower level of the Triface Center in West Omaha. Hmm. Um, so they were cooking there. In the past, they've uh, they've had classes at No More Empty Pots in Omaha. Okay. So they have a lot of community partners that are offering spaces for them to do this. And, um, yeah, it, it's, it's a pr pretty cool sort of like two-pronged story because at the same time that Jamil is sort of helping these people, you know, in the same way he did that he came to, you know, the United States and pursued his own career in food. He's sort of helping a whole new um, generation of, of immigrants and sometimes refugees um, do the same thing. And, and on top of that, through his own company, you know, he is really working hard to um, just offer more African food to the community. And I had never actually eaten Jamil's food huh. uh, before I wrote the story, but the day we were in the kitchen, um, his class and he were working on making a sort of a family meal for everyone to sit down and eat huh. after class. And so the picture of the, the food in the story, yes. um, the curry with the, the basmati rice, yes. and, the and uh, that's what I, that was the first time I had ever tried Jamil's food. Huh. And it's this fantastic sort of fusion of, of African cuisine um, and Indian cuisine, and wow. using all different flavors and really putting his own spin on it. So 
Um, I know he's kind of working more and more events and is very busy with um, with his catering company. But at the same time, you know, he doesn't want to give up this opportunity no to kidding. help people. So, you know, people ask him, like, when are you going to open a restaurant or, you know, when are, when are you <laughs> going to focus on that? And, and he just has no plans to do that because Good for he him. really wants to, you know, keep running this foundation, which is just so so incredible because he's a very talented chef. You write in your story in uh, in uh, in 2024. Uh, he's going to work with uh, Metro to educate working chefs about how to cook African dishes uh, yeah. with a new course, and then uh, and then next year in 2025, a Midwest African Food Expo. Uh, so yeah, and that Midwest African Food Expo, he is so passionate about that. That's cool. Really wanting to bring yeah yeah. There's no event like that that I've ever heard of uh and he really wants to bring uh chefs together from throughout the region to really you know take yet another step to introduce people to african cuisine yeah that's great well thank you thank you thank you like i said it caught my eye for many reasons and uh, uh again not only the food but this compassionate outreach to the immigration uh community uh it's yeah, just heartwarming well sarah tell our listeners how they can follow you and read because i know you, you your day job maybe doesn't involve uh writing for the public as much as uh, your clients but how can yeah. people find you so I write restaurant reviews on my own website, sarahbakerhanson.com, um, and I write quarterly stories for the Flatwater Free Press about food and community and all sorts of things, and I've kind of got a whole idea for the rest of the year. So um, I'll be doing three more stories for Flatwater before 2024 is over. And, uh, yeah, every other week a new restaurant review comes out on my site, and you can also find me biweekly in the Grow Omaha newsletter and on their website, growomaha.com. Nah, I love it that you're still doing that, Sarah. Uh, you're <laughs> too, Dan. Yeah, you're a busy woman. I appreciate it very much. Well, th- it's really great to connect. Let's do this in person yeah, next time. And absolutely. I appreciate Thanks it very much. Thank you the time to have me on. Absolutely. Sarah Baker, right, Hanson, you bet. From Flatwater Free Press, uh, uh, has... Uh, has uh, stories on there quarterly. Uh, And so, of course, Matthew Hansen is with us every Monday, the editor of Flatwater Free Press. So what a delight to catch up with those two. Uh, Well, that's uh, the first half of the show. Come on back after the news, and we'll get you caught up on roads and weather. Come on back, 1499.3 KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Educating. Informing. Entertaining the Dan Parsons Show on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. Hey, welcome back uh, to the Monday edition, uh, Snow Day edition of the Dan Parsons Show. Uh, 
it's uh, still some bugs in the works uh, in the uh, computers here. And so anyway, we didn't quite go into the break. But anyway, it is not Mr. Johnny Cadillac's fault. Mr. Johnny Cadillac is on top of things and just spill some bugs in the darn computer. I, I always have to blame everything on something. And today, I blame the snow. <laughs> there you go. There <laughs> Anything you go. that goes wrong, you cook something wrong, it's the snow's fault. That's right. <laughs> well, um, let me tell you what's coming up on tomorrow's show. It's our monthly visit with Mayor Lyrian. Uh, and so we'll catch up on uh, the road conditions and and everything else that's going on in City Hall tomorrow at 5.08. And then after the news break tomorrow afternoon at 5.36, uh, Mr. Uh, Richard Moberly, Dean of the University of Nebraska School of Law. So we'll catch up on everything that's been going on with the Trump trials, get you up to speed on that from uh, Dean Moberly. Uh, and remember, if you miss anything, you can uh, follow us anytime you like or catch us anytime you like on your favorite podcast platform or just go to klin.com. And then finally, uh, to remember to follow us on X and uh, Facebook, and you'll see uh, a lovely picture of uh, on X and Facebook of the Hansons, Sarah Baker Hansen and, and Mr. Matthew Hansen, editor of Flatwater Free Press. And so anyway, thanks again to the Hansons for joining me. Uh, check out flatwaterfreepress.org. You can read Sarah's uh, story about uh, the African uh, food <clears throat> person who's uh, uh, helping with uh, other immigrants in the Omaha area and all of the great stories at Flatwater Free Press. Nebraska's very first nonprofit newsroom, uh, no paywall. Uh, but you can uh, you can give them a donation. That's how they survive. But anyway, so thanks to Sarah and Matthew for that. So anyway, I thought I'd invite <clears throat> Mr. Chris Lofgren and Chase Porter from the newsroom into the newsroom, into the broadcast uh, studio here to catch us up on what we can anticipate the rest of the night and tomorrow for the weather and streets. So, Well, howdy, Dan. Hi, Chase. Hi. It's going to be crazy the uh, next day. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of weird because now it's, at least when I drove to the station in, uh, 40, 50 minutes ago, it was uh, almost not snowing and it was slushy. And so, yeah. anyway. Yeah, uh, when and, you look at the, uh, at the weather map and that kind of stuff, we were in a dry slot kind of a thing. You hear the weather guys talk about dry slots and... We just happen to be almost in the center of this movement of okay. uh, moisture going around. So uh, I pulled up my app just to kind of give us an idea of what we might start expecting. And we've got a we've been in this dry slot for about an hour, two hours, maybe something like that. But we're going to get a little bit more snow, probably six thirty between six thirty and seven, and then things will taper off again for a little bit. And then again, it indicates that we'll get to. Light to moderate snow from 9 to midnight. By 11 o'clock, it'll be pretty significant for a little while. But Because uh, they're the, still saying... Uh, 3 to 5, I okay. think, is yeah, that's what, I read. Uh, what okay. they're kind of talking now. Yeah. Uh, and so our accumulation totals may not meet what we were expecting, but that doesn't mean it can't happen either. Yep. Uh, so, you know, it's just Mother Nature has a way of... 
doing her own thing. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's <laughs> so, interesting. Like Matthew said, he's talking to people up in Omaha, and people are mad that it didn't get as much snow as we yeah. said we're going to. I planned on being snowed in, darn it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, the temperature didn't fall quite as fast as I think we were anticipating, so it d- didn't turn to a lot of snow. We had a lot of slushy, yeah. wet snow. So yeah, we'll take it. That... Uh, in some ways, that's good. In other ways, it's bad because it's heavy, wet snow. It's really hard to shovel. you got to be careful out there. Yeah, you can't try to move yeah. a lot of snow. And it's, and it's difficult for our, for our road crews, too, because it's just kind of pushing water around, you know, cold water, in a sense. Well, and then it's going to freeze at some And it's going to freeze. It's going to get down to where it's cold, yeah. and we're going to be in a, a slick situation. Yep. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about uh, roads here in a second. Chase, yeah. I know you've been talking about the Angel uh, yeah. program. Yeah, it's a really cool thing that the city of Lincoln offers. Um, they call it the Snow Angels program. We all know that there's a lot of our, our neighbors and people we live around that physically or for whatever reason can't get out there and shovel their sidewalk. There is like a city ordinance to make sure sidewalks are clear. I don't know if that applies to driveways totally, but sort of beyond me that they're asking I think, people. I think public sidewalks. Yeah, public, yeah mm-hmm. just public sidewalks. Yep. And yeah, not everyone can get out there and shovel yeah. or snow blow. And so they're asking kindly for volunteers to come out. And if you have an hour, have a shovel, you can go to your neighbor that's maybe maybe a little elderly or something and just clear their uh, sidewalk for them. It's a really nice program. And we have a link to sign up for that posted at KLIN.com for anybody that's interested. That's cool. That is a cool program. I know the mayor's talked about it before when we've had her on. Um, Yeah, and even if you don't sign up for the program, if your neighbor needs some help, you can do it. it. You can sure do that. Absolutely. We have a few neighbors that do that in our neighborhood. Yeah. It's great. I used to do that for a buck as a kid. (laughs) (laughs) I remember one time way back when I was young and couple of us got together and we said, let's go out and let's, let's shovel. And it was a huge snow. I mean, we're talking eight to ten inches of snow. And we got to this one house and we asked him, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'll pay you for that, you know. And I, we got out there and we started shoveling. And we could not shovel all that snow. <laughs> it was... It was you probably, so deep. Being young entrepreneurs, you probably didn't set the price before you started either. <laughs> well, no, probably not. I don't even remember the negotiation, but we did not end, end up finishing that job because it was just too hard for these little guys to move that much snow. It's well, it's, it's days like today that I uh, appreciate living where I live because I don't mow, I don't shovel, and uh, yeah. all those things. So, that, but, that is the luxury that of is, that condition. That yeah. is. Uh, well, uh, Chris, any updates on the on the streets? Well, I, I think uh, most arterials, the guys have done a great job out there. I've got to give a tip of the hat to uh, Lincoln Transportation LTE. and Utilities. Yeah. They have been working hard to try to keep our main arterials fairly clear, yeah. and so we can feel good about that. They're going to be getting into the neighborhoods, and Chase, you may know better than I, there is a snow emergency declared yeah. for parking. And yes. Maybe give us that detail. Yeah, so they, they got some parking bans. They essentially just want to keep cars clear off of certain streets. That way, LTU crews can make their way through. There's a residential parking ban that is only on the even-numbered side of residential yep. streets. Maybe you guys can elucidate more what yeah. that means, I yeah, guess. Yeah, that will. My, my address is 1732, so I am on the even side of that street. So I've got to make sure we usually target park one or two of our cars on the street the others in the driveway but everybody will be in the driveway tonight yes because you got to get give them room to move that snow and then they'll switch 
in the next day or two to the odd number so they can get okay. the other side of the streets. Right. So that's usually the way that works. Definitely. Yep. And they also got a um, ban, parking ban for just those main arterials, school, bus routes, um, and emergency snow routes. We, we all know those little signs yep. that they got on you the streets. For that. So, yeah, just make sure you're not parked somewhere. And I don't, I don't know what the worst that could, that could happen. Maybe you'd get your car dinged or scratched or something if yeah. they tried to squeeze through. Nope. If it's in a, in a fairly significantly effective area, they'll tow it. Oh really? They'll, they'll just hook onto it and take it away. Okay. Yep. Well, that yeah. That's no fun. No PSA. <laughs> yeah. That's no fun. So you know you, you think don't. Your day's bad enough with snow and yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the kids are still at home. Man, you come out to yeah to find your car's gone. That's yeah. that's a uh, that's a real yeah, bad. You don't day. want want to mess with that. That's not a good thing. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, guys, I appreciate it. Stick around if you want. I, uh, no problem. Uh, I've, yeah. got, I've got a couple other questions, not streets or uh, weather related. Not so, a problem. Uh, I'm open to anything. In the second half uh, of the program <laughs> here. So, yes. No, but I just thought uh, it's, it's uh, you know, this these storm days are really weird for all of us. And, and I can appreciate those people that uh, maybe get upset at the weather forecasters because, uh, you know, we've got a lot. Lot riding on uh, uh, whether we go to work and the kids and all that. So, yeah. Uh, the big factor that's going to be in play now is the wind. That's going to yeah, be a big it's going to really There's pick up. Potential right? for some blizzard type conditions. So, especially in the outlying areas, the open areas, sure. that kind of stuff. They did close part of uh, I-80 between Kearney and Lexington. Oh no, kidding! Both directions earlier today. I don't huh? know if it's still closed, but. Uh, they had whiteout conditions. So oh, okay. Oh, they just shut it down and said. I heard uh, about a couple semis, or at least one or two, that you? just kind of spun out and yeah, yeah created some problems. I'm sure oh, state yeah. patrol was out there. I yep. am so thankful I don't have far to drive. And yeah. uh, for those people that driving back and forth from Omaha, I used to do that uh, for a few years. And uh, oh, uh, yeah. days like the day, it's just just miserable my son's supposed to be coming from ogallala oh back boy. here for yeah, a conference maybe not today <laughs> no <laughs> he, he put it off today and he was talking about tomorrow and of course now we're talking about the wind and blowing snow and all that kind of stuff so it's like okay well we'll keep an eye on this and we'll see what it looks like yeah, yeah. uh okay yeah. let's take this little break and come on back we'll chat with chase porter and chris lofgren and mr johnny cadillac as well so come on back after these messages Listening to the Dan Parsons Show on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. Hey, welcome back to Snow Day twenty twenty four. This January eighth. We're delighted to stick around. Uh, we'll give you a little bit uh, an update on the streets and the weather. And Chase uh, Porter, Chris Lofgren in the studio. Uh, guys, before we get back to uh, to that. National championships match. tonight. Yeah. Uh, Washington. Uh, uh, anybody got a favorite? Two, two Big Ten teams playing in That's, the national. Well, future. One future Big Ten. When you team. think about it, yeah, yeah. that is yeah, weird. It's, it's kind of odd, but uh, yeah, I guess we got to go with the current. Yeah, Big we got ten a, yeah. team, yeah. Michigan Wolverines. Yeah. Hope they can get a national championship. We yeah. want, we want that to be oh, in yeah. our conference. Yeah, you know, it's got to be more money for somebody that yeah. uh, we'll benefit from. So, yeah, yeah, no, it'll be a good game. And it I, will. I think, yeah, uh, it, and you had mentioned just a little bit earlier a lot of parity and that kind of stuff, and there are, yeah. you know, their <laughs> teams are pretty 
even as far as it, you know, I think it comes down this time of year, especially comes down to who can still play because, you know, you run into injuries and things like that towards the end of the season. And then, then it makes you a little less competitive if you don't have your top players in and some of that kind of stuff. But so is one I think of the, everybody's pretty good. Is one of the storylines, and Johnny, jump in, Chase, jump in wherever you want, is one of the storylines tonight about Harbaugh and his possible leaving to go to a uh, an NFL team? I haven't paid much attention to that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah there's, there's some ruffled feathers out there uh, about some of the things that, that the Michigan... A Michigan Stafford. Oh apparently yeah, did. I guess I didn't even put it in that context. I yeah. just have been hearing and reading that maybe he has an opportunity to advance into the well, college I, ranks I, along I, with his brother, right? Because his brother yeah. coaches for uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Johnny, uh, look that up for us. <laughs> 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 or if the college, there's got to be somebody four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred. Who does uh, Coach Harbaugh, uh, Michigan? Uh, Wolverines college team. Who his brother? Who, his brother is an NFL coach. Is it the Panthers? No, 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 no. Anyway, Johnny's looking. I don't know. Looking I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so that's a storyline. But yeah. Chase, you got. Uh, you're not a big college football fan. Sadly, I am not. That's like heresy in, in the <laughs> Cornhusker state. But no, I, I always joke with my friends like that. Hey, not uh, any, not any longer. It's not as much heresy as it was right. maybe 40 years ago. Now so it's anyway. volleyball. Yeah, if I don't follow yeah. volleyball. It's a problem. Yeah. No, I, I always joke with my friends that being more into following news, I say that's like sports for nerds, pretty much. <laughs> you know? And it is. It feels yeah. like that a lot of the time. There you go. Johnny, who's uh, Harbaugh's John brother? John Harbaugh, uh, Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens. Oh, well, go. he's got a good gig going. Yeah, no, I mean, they got a round one bye in the playoffs. So, so Johnny, yeah, who do you like in the, uh, other than the Chiefs, who do you like in the playoffs? Well, I don't like the Chiefs. <laughs> oh, 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 I got you mixed up. That I was a nice, for that was Miami a nice this dig weekend. there. But, no, I, I don't know. I mean... Packers have always been my team. They they have a they long road ahead somehow, of them. Yeah, right? yeah. and then uh, and my second favorite team is the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have they a long road. Somehow, yeah, yeah. it'll be an interesting playoff season. I'm I'm not holding my breath that they'll make it to round two of the playoffs, but I'm gonna hope. So uh, <laughs> wild card games, uh, Chris. Your yeah. team, the Chiefs, are playing. They're, well, uh, yeah, they play right? this. This Saturday. Let's go, Miami. Dolphins! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so interesting what? statistic. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, so it's the wild card game, is that right? Or No, it's the first round. Just the first round. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh, they uh, they play Miami, and a statistic that I had heard that was interesting is, and I don't, I'm sorry, I can't even tell you the, the quarterback for Miami, but he hasn't won a game that was played at 40 degrees or colder. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, what's the forecast for Kansas City? It on is Saturday? going to be below freezing. Ooh. That's that's what oh. the forecast is right now. Oh. So it's going to be chilly at Arrowhead Stadium. <laughs> yeah, come on up, Miami. There may be some tickets. <laughs> Check it out. It may, the, the ticket prices may have gone down a little bit. You might be able to find a ticket. Yeah, yeah. If, but if it'll this, still be a popular game. If my uh, if my uh, winter coat here that I've shown off earlier was red, I could I could go. Well, you. Yeah. Mix a little red with it, yeah. and it'll go. Anyway, it'll I, work. I got this yeah. winter coat that uh, I dig out a couple times a year, and yeah. uh, I walk a block, and I'm sweating. Yeah. It's like wearing a it's like wearing a weighted blanket. Yeah. Anyway, I've got so. a, a coat like that too. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, uh, Johnny, so it, so all you care is that the Dolphins beat the Chiefs because you're anti-Chiefs. 
I mean, I still like the Packers more than I dislike the Chiefs. <laughs> I mean, the margin is pretty small, but I mean, I'm a Packers fan through and so, through more than anything. So, else. do we know who the Packers are playing? Yeah, they're playing the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, it's a number two seed wow. versus a number seven seed, so wow. it's it's going to be a tough one. But At Dallas, yes. Okay, and is that Saturday or Sunday? Good question. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Saturday or Sunday. One of those. Yeah. Well, uh, Chase, uh, I imagine days like the, today in the newsroom are just pretty hectic. Uh, oh, my I mean, gosh. We got the legislature. Legislature still was in today, and they, they were. still were, yes. Introducing bills and whatnot. It was generally a quiet day. Um, they adjour- they've been adjourning around noon the past yes. week, yeah. so it's just a couple hours. And, you know, we set it up to record here in the studio, and the line's just straight flat across because they're Your going flat Mike. Yeah, it's like nothing's going on. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm working on some articles about a lot of the bills we're looking at this next year. There's a lot of interesting ones. Um, like I, I mentioned last Friday, there's about 200 bills that were introduced last week. We're probably going to have another 100 or 200 more this week. So Because they got 10 days uh, to yeah. introduce bills, so they've yep. got at least another week. Exactly. Uh, so th- there's some interesting ones that are, that are going to be coming out. Um, some stuff with prescription drugs, a lot of prison reform, um, hemp reforms on the ballot. or not on the, Well, it is on the ballot, but it's yes. uh, going to be talked about amongst lawmakers as well. Um, I'm looking in my Twitter feed here because uh, the bill... Uh, the bill that was going to tax uh, strip clubs. Oh yes, got withdrawn. Oh, did it? Thank God. Uh, I, well, I was I was going to be talking. I wanted to talk about that because it's the most asinine thing. I'm, can I say that word, Johnny? Okay, um, that I've heard of, and now I can't. Uh, you guys talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to find. Well, this. I'll bring up uh, Governor Pillen did his call-in show today. Oh, that's right. And he had some. Some interesting calls that came through. As always, yeah. yes, he does. Yeah. He didn't talk about the uh, strip club bill, no, sadly. No. Uh, what did he say about his property tax? Uh, did he talk? I, I assume he talked about his property tax deal. He talked about it a bit. Um, some of the coverage that's come out about it, I think, has pinned on the fact that it, there haven't been a lot of details in terms of property tax reform. Uh, yeah, because there wasn't a bill introduced. No. Yeah. Sort of just saying that... A trial balloon. Right. There, there's a team working on it. Um, there's been rumblings about sales tax going up. Um, I think Pillen in the call-in show talked about there's some reforms that are being made internally, and it leaves about a billion dollars left that needs to be made up for to that, reduce That's the biggest tax. challenge with, with that overall picture is to try to replace one taxing area with another taxing area. And so that's going to be the biggest challenge, I think, when it comes to... Uh, property tax reform. Well, yeah. and and there's still uh, the prospect uh, of this epic uh, tax uh, solution to be on the ballot. Uh, they're yeah. uh, gathering <laughs> signatures, and it's it's also a very dramatic uh, change in our uh, in our uh, uh, tax system. Uh, I can't find the story now, but anyway, there was a state senator that wanted to tax uh, everyone that uh, went to a strip club. It was five dollars. Yeah, yeah, which is about the door fee of the typical strip club. <laughs> Usually, I can report. And where would this money have gone? Do you, did anybody I don't read the know. bill? I guess it, I, my hunch is it would have been funneled to the state. Um, okay. What I found more interesting about that bill was it 
I think it required that the club report the amount of people that paid that fee. So you, we would know how many gentlemen in the state of Nebraska. And which ones part. were the most popular. Absolutely. And, and that's a little misogynistic to suggest that only gentlemen that's uh, right. go to uh, uh, adult uh, There you go. Yes. Like that. So anyway. All right. Well, on that note, guys, <laughs> let's, uh, let's uh, uh, say goodnight to everyone and uh, be safe out there, folks. Come on back tomorrow, 1499.3 KLIN. Have a great evening.